welcome. I am your host, Nicole Nyberg. I am a neonatal nurse practitioner and also a proud preemie mama to my son, William, who just happens to be a former 23-weeker. So if you are a current or former NICU parent, you have come to the right place. I have been exactly where you are, and I know what you're going through. We will be discussing all things related to the neonatal intensive care unit for preterm and term infants, as well as some of the emotions and struggles parents endure along the way in the NICU and beyond. So tune in and get ready to become educated and empowered. This is the Empowering NICU Parents Podcast. While I make every effort to broadcast correct and up-to-date information, medicine is constantly evolving and advancing, and I continue to learn new things each day. Every NICU baby and their journey is different, and every institution varies in their practices as well. So please, always consult your obstetrician and your infant's physician for any medical issues or concerns. I am presenting from my personal experience and knowledge My opinions do not represent that of my employers. On today's episode, I review some of the general benefits of maternal breast milk and why it is so important for all infants, but especially those that are critically ill and in the NICU, to receive maternal milk. It is the standard of care for most NICUs to utilize donor human milk as an alternative or to help bridge the gap for infants, especially preterm infants, when the mother's milk is either not available or if there is an insufficient volume. But it is suspected at times that the available option of donor human milk in NICUs and hospitals in general is actually preventing the proper education and ultimately the decision for mothers to provide their breast milk for their infant. If mothers and their support partner are given another option, especially after the delivery of a preterm or critically ill infant, they may decide not to provide their own milk. Although donor breast milk is a great option that has shown a decreased incidence of NEC, or necrotizing intercolitis in preterm infants, it does not have the same overall protective mechanisms and bioactivity as the mother's milk does. So today I will review what some of the common barriers are for NICU mothers in their physical ability and desire to provide breast milk for their infant, and what we as NICU clinicians can do to educate, support, and guide them so they can make an informed decision and one that is best for their infant while they are in the NICU and in the months and years that follow. Stay tuned. You do not want to miss this episode. Have you been searching for the perfect NICU journal and you've been unable to find it? At Empowering NICU Parents, we have created a comprehensive NICU journal called Our NICU Roadmap. The journal is specific for NICU infants and includes everything you've been looking for plus more. We took all of your suggestions to heart and recently revised the journal based on your feedback as well. So it is smaller in size and will fit right into your bag, plus at a better price. The journal has everything I felt was pertinent, both as a neonatal nurse practitioner and a former NICU mother. Our NICU Roadmap provides a place for you to document all of your baby's progress while they're in the NICU. It will equip you with all of the necessary tools so you can confidently become an active member of your baby's care team. 
we have included educational resources to help you understand the NICU journey better, including, but not limited to, a detailed glossary that covers terms and abbreviations common to the NICU, and a NICU image to help you understand equipment commonly used in the NICU. Not sure what questions to even ask the NICU care team? We have you covered. The daily log guides you with questions to ask the care team, plus adequate space to document all of the pertinent updates for your baby each day. Next, we included specific areas to document all of the details on your amazing miracle, including birth stats, delivery details, weekly measurements, eye exam, and head ultrasound results. We also included a separate full journal section in the back to help you document and process all of your feelings and emotions throughout the journey. In our journal, you will find everything you need plus the finite details you have not even thought of yet. I promise you will look back on this and be amazed by your little one and all of their achievements, and it will be such a great keepsake. Go and grab your copy of our NICU Roadmap now on Amazon, or if you are interested in buying in bulk at a discounted price for your hospital or organization, head to empoweringnicuparents.com forward slash NICU journal to contact us and see additional details and images of our journal or find the link in the show notes. This episode of the podcast is sponsored by Finn and Emma, where modern colors, fresh prints, and heirloom quality construction are abundant. All of their garments are made with GOTS certified organic cotton and non-toxic eco-friendly dyes. The toys are either made with untreated hardwood or hand-knit with organic cotton yarn. Confidently dress your little one in Finn and Emma's Basics Collection that features solid colored bodysuits and pants in timeless colors, great for mixing and matching. Or shop their Graphics Collection to celebrate being the new little brother or find that perfect tee for the new big sister, as well as for those special occasions when your little one is celebrating their first holiday. Finn and Emma also have rockers that are ergonomically designed to soothe your little one or check out the beautiful macrame swing that is handmade by artisans in India and will keep your little one entertained but also look beautiful in your home or yard. They also ensure that their garments and accessories are produced in fair trade settings that focus on social and economic independence for local people, women especially, working to provide for their families in a safe and fair environment. Shop at the company that puts safety and social responsibility on the forefront. Find all of Finn and Emma's products at empoweringnicuparents.com forward slash Finn hyphen Emma. That's empoweringnicuparents.com forward slash F-I-N-N hyphen E-M-M-A or find the link in the show notes. Now back to the episode. Human milk often referred to as liquid gold, is considered the gold standard for feeding all infants, but especially preterm infants. Very low birth weight infants who receive their own mother's milk throughout their NICU stay have a reduced incidence and severity of both short and long-term complications. Infants fed human milk have shown an improvement in feeding tolerance, as well as a decrease in the incidence of sepsis and NEC, or necrotizing intercolitis. The early administration of mother's colostrum to extremely premature infants stimulates rapid growth in the intestinal mucosal lining 
and induces digestive enzymes. The colostrum helps to compensate for the shortened period of time premature infants were able to swallow amniotic fluid in the third trimester, which has a variety of growth factors in it, and it increases the weight of the intestinal mucosa. Human milk obviously provides many nutritional advantages for preterm infants, but it is also advantageous for them in non-nutritional aspects as well. Throughout the years, research has continued to show the presence of anti-infective properties of human milk that protect infants against infections of the gastrointestinal tract, upper and lower respiratory tracts, urinary tract, and protection against ear infections and sepsis. Earlier discharge from the NICU is often facilitated by improved feeding tolerance and less overall illness. Meyer et al., in 2010, stated that maternal milk contains beneficial immunologic, antimicrobial, anti-inflammatory, epigenetic, growth-promoting, and gut-colonizing properties. And it doesn't end there. Several additional studies have shown that maternal breast milk is protective against several other conditions, including, but not limited to, diabetes, allergic diseases, asthma, heart disease, plus many more. The American Academy of Pediatrics recommends exclusive breastfeeding for six months and continued breastfeeding for two years and beyond. Unfortunately, data has shown that for all NICU infants, preterm and or critically ill receive less than 20% of their own mother's milk at six months of age. It is thought that this statistic is most often due to insufficient maternal milk production. Mothers whose infants are admitted to the NICU are not only likely to experience more difficulty establishing breastfeeding, but it is also more difficult for them to pump and supply their milk as well. Mothers of preterm infants, especially low birth weight infants, must depend on a breast pump to express their milk. They do not have the ability to have their term vigorous infant at home with them, demanding to be at the breast every one to three hours. They may also often experience incomplete mammary gland development and have delayed milk letdown due to the premature delivery as well. NICU mothers also have to deal with competing demands of their time due to additional obligations, including but not limited to having to return to work, caring for additional children at home, and possible transportation issues. Many mothers that deliver critically ill and or premature infants are also often recovering from C-sections and or may have underlying medical conditions or comorbidities, which may impact their ability to begin and maintain milk expression. The stress NICU mothers endure, coupled with the forced physical separation, make it much more difficult for them to not only establish their supply, but also maintain it. The separation and increased psychological distress negatively impacts appropriate mother-infant bonding, which is the ultimate inhibiting circumstance for successful milk expression and ultimately breastfeeding. Additionally, research has shown that mothers who display decreased confidence in their maternal role, which is quite common for NICU mothers, will experience parental role alteration, which negatively impacts their feelings of motherhood, and it does not then empower them to express their milk. 
Unfortunately, there are significant racial disparities that exist with preterm deliveries and the ability to supply maternal milk. Although African-American women have a 2.6 times greater risk of delivering a preterm infant when compared to white, non-Hispanic women, they are 7.6 times less likely to provide their own milk. Human milk provision is lowest among non-Hispanic Black and American Indian or Alaska Native populations. According to Gianfi et al., 25.8% of infants in the United States were exclusively breastfed at six months of age, and African-American infants were the least likely to be exclusively breastfed at six months, with 19.8% in 2018. Additionally, for infants in the NICU, fewer African-American and Hispanic very low birth weight infants continue to receive their mother's milk at discharge compared with non-Hispanic white infants. It has been hypothesized that this may also contribute to some of the disparities in neonatal morbidity as well that are often present in these infants. African-American and Hispanic very low birth weight infants have a two to four-fold increased risk for developing NEC, bronchopulmonary dysplasia, or BPD, retinopathy of prematurity, or ROP, and interventricular hemorrhage, or IVH, when compared with white, very low birth weight infants. Now, for many pregnant women, they may make the decision to breastfeed or not after they consult with their family and peers based on varying factors, including socioeconomic, health, political, cultural, and religion. In general, once fathers or care partners gain knowledge in lactation and the benefits for the infant, they begin to show more amped readiness to support their partner in their breastfeeding goals and efforts. Social support offered to African-American women within the first two weeks from delivery from either their significant other as well as family, friends, peers, etc. is considered the most critical. Although the use of donor human milk has become the standard of care in most NICUs, maternal milk remains superior in its antimicrobial and protective mechanisms against prematurity-related complications. Additionally, the pasteurization process for donor human milk diminishes and or eliminates many of the protective elements and protein content which can lead to suboptimal growth. Therefore, it is essential to focus on educating mothers and their support persons on all of the benefits of maternal breast milk and support them through their journey. So, what can be done to help NICU mothers initiate and maintain milk expression? Well, to start with, the benefits of breastfeeding and or expressing maternal milk must be reviewed with mothers during their pregnancy, after the delivery, and even more so if the infant was born prematurely. The first three to five postpartum days are a critical window of time as research has shown if there is a decrease in the expression frequency, it results in decreased long-term milk volume. Additionally, research has shown that it is also important for infants to receive their mother's milk in the first 14 to 28 days of life to help decrease the incidence, severity, and risk 
of sepsis, NEC, and other common NICU morbidities. The option to use donor human milk should be explained and proposed to parents as a bridge until the mother's milk supply is established to clearly support maternal lactation efforts, not as an alternative solution. Initiation of milk expression should begin as soon as possible after delivery, with the goal of no later than six to eight hours after delivery. After some education, appropriately trained support persons should provide expression assistance and all mothers should have access to hospital-grade pumps. NICU care team members must encourage lactation in the NICU. By doing so, it will support all mothers, but also help to break down the inhibiting barriers with some of the known disparities. It is vital that NICU nurses are empathetic, share their knowledge, and try to build trusting partnerships with NICU mothers to promote their milk expression, establish breastfeeding, and nurture the feelings of motherhood. It has been reported that NICU mothers felt that the support and knowledge they received regarding lactation and breastfeeding varied widely between all of the healthcare professionals they interacted with. NICU care team members are in a position to have a large impact on maternal milk production, whether positive or negative. A supportive environment coupled with education has the potential to positively impact the mother's milk production in the NICU and beyond. A study by Brodsgaard et al. found a mother's preconception and attitude toward breastfeeding plays an integral role in their success. This, along with early physical contact, serve as strong predictors of lactation initiation, frequency of expression, and their interest in inviting their infant to the breast while they're still in the NICU. When possible, physical contact, but especially skin-to-skin care, should be initiated as soon as possible after birth. One of the main key factors that inhibited successful milk expression was the separation of the mother and infant. A zero-separation goal must be encouraged between the infant and mother when possible to minimize toxic stress and promote maternal confidence, bonding, and ultimately milk supply. Zero-separation also promotes skin-to-skin contact. Skin-to-skin care has many other known physiologic benefits for the infant, but it also promotes bonding and facilitates milk production and breastfeeding. Skin-to-skin care should be done early and as long as possible each day, depending on the infant's clinical condition. Non-nutritive sucking, as well as direct nursing when physiologically appropriate, are all beneficial and will not only enhance the mother's supply, but promote continued breastfeeding post-discharge. Mothers should be encouraged to begin oral feeding at the breast once the infant is clinically stable and shows physiologic readiness. When able, NICU mothers should be encouraged to pump at their infant's bedside because greater milk volumes have been reported when mothers pump in close contact with their infants. When this is not possible, the use of virtual NICU webcams are also beneficial for mothers and their supply when they are not able to be physically present. 
To help mitigate the racial disparities, African-American women and their care partners should be provided with evidence-based and appropriate education on providing breast milk in a timely manner. Although their decision whether or not to provide express breast milk may be influenced by their social support system, health professionals must discuss breastfeeding in a culturally sensitive and supportive manner. Additionally, it is key to provide African-American mothers with available virtual and or community-based peer support groups and resources. NICU care team members must empower and encourage all NICU mothers to actively participate in caring for their infant so they become more confident in their parental role. As I previously mentioned, NICU mothers may have some difficulty transitioning into their role as a mother once their infant is admitted to the NICU due to their feelings of fear, worry, anxiety, and intimidation. Implementation of family-integrated care, including daily skin-to-skin contact, will encourage the parents to have an active role in caring for their infant, and it will also impact the mother's desire to pump breast milk for her infant. It is well established that NICU mothers have additional barriers they need to overcome to be able to successfully provide breast milk for their infant and to maintain exclusive use of their breast milk beyond their time in the NICU. Yet, it is so crucial for all NICU mothers to provide breast milk for their critically ill infants. NICU care team members, but especially nurses, have the ability to make a substantial impact on the initiation and success of NICU mothers' expression of breast milk. By providing a supportive environment along with evidence-based strategies, it will help to optimize the milk production of NICU mothers and ultimately improve NICU health-related outcomes. I hope you found this episode informative. By discussing some of the inhibiting circumstances that NICU mothers face and their ability to establish adequate milk volumes, it not only lets NICU mothers know that they are not alone in the process, but it also helps to break down how we as clinicians can find adaptable ways to support them. I always feel that it is such a fine line in how we approach mothers with education on the importance of providing breast milk for their baby, especially for our NICU infants, without coming off as like super pushy or even sometimes annoying. But by giving parents and their support system the basic facts, along with empathy, support, resources, and a hospital-grade pump, we can all make a huge impact and literally change the outcomes for our high-risk population. Today, I just touched the surface on the multitude of benefits that breast milk provides infants. So next time, we will take a closer look at the composition of breast milk, all of its beneficial properties, and why it is so superior to formula and even donor human milk. We'll see you then. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if so, I kindly ask that you share it with someone who will also gain some value from it. And if you don't mind, consider taking a screenshot as you're listening and tag us at Empowering NICU Parents. For the show notes, links, and the references used for this episode, head to EmpoweringNICUParents.com forward slash episode 47. Thank you for tuning in to the Empowering NICU Parents podcast and have an amazing day. Remember, once empowered with knowledge, you have the ability to change the course.
Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Empowering NICU Parents Podcast. For the show notes and any links mentioned in the episode, head to empoweringnicuparents.com. I would love to hear more from you on the topics you want to hear, so make sure you let me know in the comments section. Please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode and consider leaving a rating. Five stars would be awesome so we can help other NICU families. Remember, if you have any questions or concerns with your NICU baby, please consult their medical care team. Until next time, friends. Bye.